Can I just have a word? Can I have a word with you? I feel it like it doesn't work. work. <laughs> Would you let me speak? Okay, do it. <laughs> okay, go. Welcome to the Nail Polish Sisters. Chef's kiss. Hi. Hello. Oh, hi, Mark. Oh, hi, Mark. And welcome back to the Nail Polish Sisters. <laughs> Do the welcome from... Welcome, 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 welcome to Illyria. She's the man. Got it. <laughs> Anchorman. Anchorman. There's still a man. Listen up, people. Something really exciting happened, and you're going to want to hear about it. Lauren, our producer, and I experienced what true joy was watching Miss Isabella Rose experience magic in live time. Yes, that's right. We did go to the Magic Castle, the three of us. Mm -hmm. Yes, Bella did. I'm looking for the right word. Sit in awe <laughs> at sleight of hands. And also El Ropo, who was there to perform tricks solely with ropes and rings. Bella has just acquired, acquired acquired a magic set of her own brought to you by the Magic Castle gift shop and brought to you by her best friend, me. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Elise. Merry Christmas, Bella. Oh my gosh, you guys. Tell us. Just well, tell us. I, I have no words for the experience that I got to have. But let me tell you one thing. Magic is sick. And I love it. I think that everyone needs to go see a magic show. Just for the joy it will bring you. Because not only are magicians stand-up comedians, which I learned last night they are, they are also magic. <laughs> and they do such cool tricks. There is a guy who, I don't know how he did it, but there was an egg and he kept getting it back in a bag after taking it out of the bag. And he, at one point, sat in the audience and had people hold the bag and show that the bag was empty. They're like touching the bag and then all of a sudden, egg. And I don't, I just, I don't know how he did it. And I want to know so badly. And I, I guys, like I, I have no words because it was the coolest thing I've ever seen. He also did another card trick where, and it was a card trick. So you'd be like, oh, like lame. Like, of course the magician's going to know the two cards, whatever. But plot twist on this card trick. He had a separate card. He drew a little thought bubble on the card. And then he had a guy in the audience draw a little character that they named Jack and he signed the card. Then he puts the card in between the two cards the audience members had picked. They're the right cards. He shows those. And everyone's like, wow, great trick. But like, you're a magician. Like, of course, you figure that one out. He pulls out the spare blank card of Jack with the thought bubble. And inside the thought bubble, it says three of hearts and Jack of diamonds. How he he didn't write it. Like, how? I don't know. Because he didn't write it down. He just placed it in there and then when he pulled it out it was it was on the paper and I I don't I don't know how he did it but it was so cool and I just need to become a magician so that I can do the tricks and make people confused also and also bring them joy because it was the most joyful experience of my life like you think Disneyland is cool <laughs> Go to the Magic Castle and then tell me Disneyland is cool. Lauren and I legitimately stood and watched her. She was seated watching El Ropo do these tricks that, yes, were cool. She was laughing like she was on the teacups at Disneyland. <laughs> I felt like we were taking our baby to see her first show of any kind because it was it felt like being a mother for the first time. And I I was crying. I was crying. I was like, wow, this is my best friend experiencing a level of joy that I've never seen her experience. And I want her to always just be living in the magic. I want her to live in the magic castle. I want to live in the magic castle. Guys, should I become a magician? Let her know. Let me know. DM me if you want. I, I used to know a card trick, as Jamie explained <laughs> once. Again, this one's for you, David Blaine. If you want to come on the podcast... Let a bitch know. Please, for me, I really would appreciate it. 
I don't have a lot to offer you other than total focus, lots of respect, and maybe some tears. A lot of tears. A lot of tears. He does the craziest stuff. Like, have you seen the trick where he'll put a water bottle across the room and he'll throw a card? You'll sign a card, he'll throw the card, and it ends up in the water bottle? This man might actually be magical. I Yeah, I think he is. He is my icon. He is the reason for the season. He is the reason I keep living. I need to go to Vegas and watch his show. Vegas, guys? Perfect. Nail polish sisters take Vegas. Well, to that point, David Blaine, I hope you're listening because you have real adoration from Miss Nail Polish over here. Mm -hmm. Um, But today is a really exciting episode. Yeah. It is fire. And our guest, Stephanie Megan, is absolutely fire. She has her own podcast called Broke Girl Therapy. And it is, it really... It's truly a great podcast, and we are very lucky that she came on today. So I can't wait to share this episode with you guys. We learned so much as we are striving to do, and it was accomplished. We learned a lot. We did learn a lot. A lot about the second layer of dating, my friends, and acceptance rather than control, I would say, is the main takeaway. So as Jamie once said, without further ado, with no further ado. With no further ado. Please rate, like, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. I have a janky. <laughs> Sorry. I feel like my life is a musical, so if anything reminds me um, of a song, I'm just going to bust out and like Please sing. do. <laughs> you great. have a very we... much a person on your side over here. Because <laughs> this. I... I'm say. <laughs> Oh, I sing she, everything. She makes okay. up songs. Yeah. I love that. Especially okay. about dogs. <sighs> She'd and... be like, I need a drink of water. <laughs> <laughs> I need a water. <laughs> I need a water. Oh, wait, I love that. Okay, our life is just going to be a musical. We're just going well, like, to talk to each other in song. Perfect. I will understand everything you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> so so yeah. we are so happy to have you here. I'm so happy to be here. And before we start, which we kind of already did um that's just how it is on the nail polish sisters or as bella <laughs> likes to call it our nail polish sisters community yeah oh my god i don't even oh my nails are oh, so dirty bro it's okay it's too close Bella's are obviously fire because <laughs> she's cam. very well kept um Aww. these are a month and a half old so i love that for you guys yeah like we don't really care about nail polish but like at all yeah <laughs> it's just the name yeah I love it. It I has no name. meaning. <laughs> we don't ever get our nails done. Yeah. My feet haven't been touched in years. <laughs> they like listen to this podcast. They're like fucking scammers. <laughs> like, I, I thought I was gonna get some nail polish fucking queens. So they don't even fucking do their nails. <sighs> okay, so. Thank you for listening to my show. Of course. Yeah, of course. So I always bother people listening. I'm like, people listen. Hell yeah. <laughs> But it's like the numbers are there, but then like once you actually like hear that, like, oh yeah, there's people behind those numbers. Yeah. <laughs> it is weird when you're like, oh, someone's yeah. actually listening to this. Um, well, speaking of your show, which we should tell our listeners about, is called this is Stephanie's show, and we're so lucky to have her on. Her show is called Broke Girl Therapy. It is absolutely fire and it does exactly what it says it's gonna do, you know? It's yeah. basically like therapy for everyone. I hope. Yeah, it is. No, it is. Thank also, you. like I was comparing you because one of my favorite people in the world is this um, woman named Esther Perel. I don't know if you know who she is. She's sure. a psychologist and a sex therapist. And she had this show where she was bringing on couples and basically discussing their like marital issues, oh, especially when there's like, affairs and that type of stuff. And so your show reminded me of that in oh like a, in a way of like, it's really cool that you get to see things happening in live time and hear about people's experiences because it makes you feel less alone I love yeah. that. yeah because yeah. like because when i started i literally was a fucking mess <laughs> like in the middle of my 20s just like living in a basement if some like you know random guy i met on craigslist no <laughs> was, yeah, I no don't, i don't know how i survived but i'm here now and that's where the show started and i was just like a fucking mess and so it feels good to like put stuff out there and people relate and stuff especially like 23 year olds like you know because it's 
when I was 23, like I said, like, whew, whew. Mm-hmm. So. It's it's mean on these streets. <laughs> it's not. The streets are not fun. But the fact that. <laughs> I mean, lit, like, this is how I've always been. And I'm yeah. also extremely dramatic, as Bella can attest to. Mm-hmm. You're, you were in show choir, so I yeah, know. Duh. Yeah, And, like, yeah. every school I'm musical. Saying. Like, my title <sighs> was most likely to be a drama queen. And yeah. I was always wondering, like, is it because I was in all the school plays or because I was, like, publicly Because you were the drama. A mess. <laughs> yeah. Like, I would Aww. just do catch me crying anywhere at school. Like, uh-huh. Well, vocal therapy. Yeah, I would say I, really, I relate to that because I'm a fucking mess. But, like, I feel like messes make you interesting, to be fair. It's character building. Yeah. You know? Like, I'm ready to, like, not be in the mess anymore. And every time I'm like, I'm ready. (laughs) (laughs) Two seconds later, I'm, like, crying. And I'm, like, being, like, I need people to, like, tell me why they love me. And I'm, like, I'm not even listening when they do tell me. So why am I even asking? Yeah, well, just (laughs) let you know it gets better. Like, especially in your 30s. Like, you're, you're, you're slightly a mess in your 30s, but you, like, know how to handle and clean it up. Yeah. Right, Lauren? Thank you. I needed someone to back me up on that because I was like, this is... As two under 30-year-olds, we can't. (laughs) Not yet. Not yet, but you will. It always gets better. It's annoying. That's so annoying to hear, I'm sure. Because, like, I used to hate when people say that to me because I'm like, well, it's not good right now. It's so funny, though. Like, when you're young... In like your teenage years, you're like, oh, hell yeah. Like, I can't wait to be in my 20s. My 20s are going to be the best. Then you get to your 20s and you're it's like, your what the fuck is this shit? Like, who, what, who, who let, let, who who let, let the 20s out? Yeah. <laughs> who let the 20s? Yeah. Someone yeah, opened it. up Pandora's box the second you turn 20. And <laughs> right. it's just chaos from there. And they tell you it's like your prime, you're young, yeah. you're hot. It's you like, get to am live I? your life. <laughs> are you sure about that? I say your 30s is like. It, what you think your 20s was going to going to be and and um you know yourself better yeah i mean i'm not saying like you don't go through struggles but like you just know yourself better because you like have more life experience that you learned from your 20s yeah, <laughs> yeah. i know i think that's yeah. a, i think that's a thing i don't want to speak for bella but maybe i will um <laughs> go for it i think that we forget our age sometimes we sort of mm-hmm. like think that we're supposed to be where somebody is in their 30s, you know, mm. just like mentally and like career wise and all that kind of stuff. It's just hard, I think, in your early 20s to be patient. I think that's like a big thing. Yeah. Um, And that translate like for me, it's all across the board. Like I'm like, well, why don't I already have like a ring on my finger and two kids? Like I should be able to Trust do that. Me, you don't want that. I don't even 20s. want that. I don't, <laughs> I don't even want a fucking anything. I don't even want someone to look at me. But I'm like, I want an engagement but, but, ring. Yeah, with but two to kids. Me, like I'm not there yet. So like, am I just shit? Am I not? Where? Yeah, yeah, I know that feeling. But then like later on, you'd be like, thank God. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. You know, so I'm ready for that phase of like, thank yeah. God I didn't. Opposed to like, why am I not? Yeah, but you have to like go through shit in order to like appreciate things later on. You know, so I, I just like sometimes I miss my messy phase because I'm like, what an era! Like I was just like learning things. Things were so new, and sometimes like there is this feeling of like newness that is really exciting. That I I will say I do miss from like my 20s. You know, it's like there was this newness of like figuring out life. And like, I wish I didn't put mu- a lot of pressure on myself to like have it all figured out and just like live in the moment of like all of this newness. Cause like literally what, like five years ago, a few years ago, you were just in high school, you know, like yeah. things are structured for you from like the moment you're born, mm-hmm. like you're going from grade school to like middle school, high school, whatever. And then afterwards you're like, all right. Well, and now, you're like yeah. barely li- five years is like not enough to like live with yourself to like know yourself. So you're going to fucking make hella mistakes and that's fine (laughs) i always think about it too like when you turn 20 that's like the start of your adult life let's say so like i'm 24 so technically i'm only four years old in adult years yeah you know like i haven't lived that long yet i've did the kid years but like this is a different right time so i'm still young in the adult years yeah Yeah. that's why when people are like oh you're a baby i'm like yeah i literally am and please love me (laughs) yeah Please. You're like, I just want to be fucking coddled. I literally want, yeah. yeah. I am I a baby. I was going to say swaddled, but like, is that <laughs> yeah. a word? Yes. Swaddled, you, yeah, even... you swaddle a baby in a blanket and they get oh. like tight. I need, I See, need I somebody need to wrap too. me like that. Like a burrito. I'll like a heavyweight like, blanket. Yeah, like one of those heavyweight blankets. I need yeah, We one. need a gravity <laughs> blanket. Yeah. We have a gravity dino. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, what? I think. <laughs> I got it. She got it. <laughs> where like the duo mm-hmm. yeah this is this is right. we just look at each other right. and like, then we the chemistry talk in yeah. mind codes i think we're soulmates because we we've been are. friends since we were five. 
Ugh. Jamie and I had a divorce in our friendship, though, for a year. It was really yeah. awkward. That, it was what, over what a boy. Kind of relationship doesn't have a divorce at one point. Yeah, yeah. You if you don't, like, you're actually, you're, you're a loser. You're exactly. A, you're a fucking loser. You're a fucking loser. <laughs> divorce your friends now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> divorce yeah. your friends divorce just so you can have the rekindling. But that's like relationships, you know, like, just like give, give them space and see if you come back together. And if you do, you're meant to be. Ours were, well, ours was hilarious, though. Like, we yeah. should probably tell our listeners about this. Like, quickly i want to know about it so we so Sorry. <laughs> it's fucked up because i <laughs> fucked up so like, like you i always feel bad telling the story oh, yeah, like, who's, I the the friend? who's the friend of- so yeah. what happened was didn't really so jamie liked this boy who it hurts to tell the story really i think jamie liked, I, it is kind of funny we were in high school jamie liked <laughs> this boy she kissed him she told me and like two other people and then you kissed him I she asked me though I did he asked me on a date and I texted Jamie and I was like hey asked me on a date like would you mind if I go on a date with him and Jamie was like yeah sure totally like, like I don't no care problem, at all sister girl this like love you baby angel queen like, love yeah. you and then she didn't talk to me for a year straight yeah <laughs> I was like oh um, I know yeah. and then we were at a dinner a friend's dinner and we both were just like yeah nah friends like, again <laughs> yeah we literally took a selfie in the bathroom we were like this is it and, like we never <laughs> Because like that we never turned back. Gen Z, like, <laughs> so Gen Z, like thing ever. I love that. But also we hadn't like seen vibe. each other in yeah. person, and also like when I look at Bella, yeah. like my heart melts. You know what yeah. I mean? I was like, I can't. We can't not. Oh, Bella Bale. <laughs> Bella Bale. Bella Bale. She baby. <laughs> a baby. But yeah, yeah, and also like I think she when she was like breaking up with the guy, like I was her first call. You know what I mean? She's yeah. like, I'm breaking, and I was like, oh yeah, we're chill. Aww. And also the guy now, like laughable we love him we love him but like it's laughable that that was any friend and also what's so weird about this whole thing is that bella and i since that moment we have never had the same taste in guys not even like it's never even come close i think our friendship definitely like grew from that and now we're just like it's like a real relationship of like we're clearly so choosing to be friends do you know what i mean like there's not like there's no other reason besides like we want to be friends. Yeah. Aww. Which I think is special. Because we love each other. We love. So cute. Hello. Hello. Friendship for life. It's like all relationships, which is what we're going to dive into. <laughs> yes, we, in we this are episode. getting there. You're so professional. Um, I know we're not. Yeah, honestly, Poor Lauren, Lauren has to deal with us just wrecking havoc on her life. Yeah. But I think that's what podcasting is all about. It's like for the non-professionals. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like just to like just fucking speak our like, minds and read just... a book if you want like a clear concise answer because <laughs> right. i will be from point a to point z so fast anyway <laughs> back to dating back to dating so we were discussing early 20s being a shit show and i also think this is the first time in anyone's adult life where you actually do start dating people mm-hmm. because high school dating is very different than being in the real world and dating. Yeah. I dated way too many guys that were just not my job. Oh my God. The amount of losers. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, losers. It's such a regret because I'm like, I'm yeah. great. So why did I give you a chance? Right? You know? Uh, yeah. God. I don't, I feel like dating is such a weird thing and there's just no other way to say it because it's like you're giving, even if it's a little piece, you're still giving a little piece of yourself to like probably a lot of people who don't deserve it. You know what oh, I mean? 1000%. Yeah. And like trying to present yourself as this person that's like likable to a person that like you don't even know if you like. Do you <laughs> yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're like, why am I trying to get this loser? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who I don't even know to like me. Yeah, no, it's 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 awkward. And then when you don't like them, then it's like, wait, why didn't they like me? Because I was being goat me. Yeah. I think it's a lot of just like validation. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, like I think I, a lot of times like, yeah, I didn't even know these people, but I just wanted some sort of validation, which is fine. Like I'm not against like looking for validation because I think sometimes, we, you know, we need, yeah, it. You need it. I don't want to shame myself for that. But like it's just everyone has their own set of trauma and it's almost like you have to share your traumas with someone not like in a way where you sit down and you cry but in yeah. a way that's like even just like as far as your attachment styles like that stems from like how you're brought up you mm-hmm. know and so like having to kind of like figure out a person is just like it it it, it could get really tricky because you have to like meet a bunch of shitty people who are not compatible with yeah. you until you like figure it out have you ever dated someone for like, because I have, for an extended <laughs> amount of time and you're like, it's like three months have gone in and you're like, 
wait, I've never liked you. Yes. Yes. What is this? Yeah. Yeah. Like why? Oh, why? I have a why? list. Yeah. Like, what is that about? It was always for different reasons. Sometimes it's like the dick was good. But so I have a question about that. <laughs> but uh, but <laughs> I, I do have a question about that because I definitely can like look back and be like, oh yeah, like maybe that was the reason. But and my therapist always says this to me. She's like, you are not that person. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like your brain like does that kind of thing for emotional connection. Mm. And so like I don't know. I just have never had an experience in my life where I was like, I just stayed because that dick was good. You know what I mean? I'm always like, I stayed because they told me I was the I one. Was, I was something to them. Right, you know, right. Like this like magical fantasy version of like who oh, like they the thought leaders. I was. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's like nuance to it. Like I think, yeah, sometimes just the validation. And I think also there is this other part that is like been mentioned on the show before, like all of us are like sexual beings, you know? And so there is this feeling of just like hormones of wanting like sex, even though like, you know, we're told that you're supposed to do it with the right person, with someone that you love. And like, you haven't found that person yet, you know? So you just do it with all these guys and you just form this attachment, you know, because you're like, I'm supposed to like them. And then you realize like, oh wait, I actually didn't like them. I just, I mean, there's like one quote from Dr. Stephanie. She's just like, it's because- I was there was a lot of shame with like my whore self of just being a sexual human being because that's just what we are as women. I like, feel people. that. Yeah, yeah. Like we're sexual. Like this just there's no that, that's how we got here is because yeah. two people decided to have fucking sex because they were horny. Like it's just <laughs> it's natural, you know? And so but we carry shame, especially when we're dating, when we're like having sex and we're like, you know, gaining these feelings. But it's like these feelings aren't real. It's delusions because we're like we're creating this fantasy because that's what we're taught to kind of have especially when we are being intimate with someone yeah yeah it's like almost that thing of if you don't get something out of it that's more than just sleeping with someone or even like kissing them or whatever it may be it's like you feel so bad about yourself that you have to turn it into something so that you can be like well we dated right yeah yeah yeah. so it feels a little less i think just like you know disney movies (laughs) you know love songs like religion you know like there's just women's rights in general you know i think this i think it all plays a part i think we all like put a little bit more pressure and i think that we don't want to be like even though for me like back then i would try to be like oh i could just i could just have sex like no feelings and stuff like that but like it's easier said than done Yeah, that's sort of what i was speaking about is like i can always remember like maybe the one person that that's happened with and i'll always remember and i'll be like why was there not anything after that yeah. You know what I mean? Even if I was not the one who wanted it, it's like, why didn't they want that? Yeah, the validation like, of like, why did, why did they love me afterwards? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's it's I, it's I insecurities. And again, the shame, like we don't want to feel like, oh, we're just a girl that they're just like fucking. They just only see as sex. Like that was another thing is I never wanted to be looked at as like a girl they just wanted to have sex with. Like I wanted to like, my value, my worth was like, okay, yeah, you like having sex with me and I'm going to try to control the situation with like my pussy whatever but it's like <laughs> but actuality it was just i don't know it was just trying to like i i didn't want to be looked as a whore like at the end of the day i want them to fall in love with me yeah. because like this busy is great and like because i'm so great you know and yeah. then and then they're just like no like i like you and i liked having sex with you but like that was it and like that like feels degrading you know because we're like we don't want to be a whore yeah yeah and i think it's like a societal thing of men can do it but women can't we don't want to be looked as a hoe i think as edited yeah like we don't want to be like and we're we're expected to be emotional about the situation and like but it's because you put this upon us to feel this way because we can't just like have sex without the emotions and i don't know if this is getting kind of dark but it's like Something is, it's like when you have a baby, something's leaving your body. Like something is literally like entering your body. Right. That is a big deal. And like, I don't think people speak enough about like the actual. Of giving your body to somebody and someone just like being a part of that. No, I agree. I mean, that's, I mean, it makes sense to form an attachment because of like those hormones. I think just normalizing that like you could still have sex and have attachment, even though it's not someone you end up with. Yeah. And I think that's and, like, it's okay to grow attachment towards someone you have sex with, even if it's just like, you're only there for a month or two t- today or and that's it, you know? 
And I think that's a question I have about like early dating stages, which is like, you know, maybe you're sleeping with one person or maybe you're sleeping with multiple people. Like, how do you kind of rack your brain around maybe that person like not staying in your life and just being there like for, you know, yeah, a season or like a little bit of time yeah. opposed to like that person being somebody you are in a with. full relationship right. with, right. you know? I think it might get a little morbid, but like it's one of those things you have to kind of tell yourself and accept that everything ends. It either you end because you break up or you end because someone dies. So it's like when you just accept that reality, it's like I think it makes it, it takes the pressure off because you just realize like it's going to end either way. Like I know yeah. we hear this like happily ever after, like you do this, you do that. It's going to end either way. We just don't know how it's going to end. So it's just like enjoying the moment that you have with this person, even if it's just for like a one date. You know, like that's okay too. Like I think people come into your life for different reasons and not every person's going to be the person you end up having kids with and getting married and all these things. It's just like sometimes like you fall in love with, like for me, like I fell in love with like with different people that aren't so, aren't the person I ended up with, but like mm -hmm. I needed them for that moment, even though I knew the ending was like very like uncertain, but it was just like enjoying the moment. And it, yeah. it's it's like a mental thing that you have to like practice and like tell yourself. I think the uncertainty like being part yeah. is the scariest part because it's like I feel like a lot of times when we're at this age, not to ageism this stuff, mm. but like you're like, oh, like this. I remember I had a boyfriend and I was like, I know this is going to end like I'm going to move back after school. Like inherently, I knew that there was going to be a stop to that relationship, yeah. whereas like. Now I'm at a space where like I'm settled where I am, you know, I'm becoming an adult essentially. And it's yeah. like these relations, these next relationships are kind of important because it's like, you, I don't know if they're going to end or not. And that's, I There's think more this, pressure because you're like thinking about the, you know, the person you're going to end up with. Yeah. And like, yeah. even in the early stages, you're depending what you want, like you're dating to be in a relationship, you mm -hmm. know, you're looking mm -hmm. for that person to like be in a relationship with and like, how do you know in the beginning when you're like in the honeymoon phase or like you're also just like see like dating somebody pretty consistently mm. and dating other people? Like, how do you know you're picking the right person to be in a relationship with? If you're questioning a bunch of things, there's probably like it's probably not the person for you because I'm in a relationship now and um, and it was like one of those things where like, and I never say this about like anybody, but immediately I was like, oh, he's gonna be the father of my kids. Like, I just, I just knew how early, like, like second, cause we were like talking on the phone for like hours. It was like in 2020 in the middle of the pandemic, you know, yeah. and he was up in the Bay area. I was here in LA. So we were just like on the phone and we would talk on the phone for like seven, eight hours, like all day. And the second phone call was like, oh yeah. Like, like this is it. Yeah. Because but I, I don't think I would have known or accepted my relationship with him if it wasn't because I, like, dated a bunch in my 20s. Right. Yeah. Because, like, I think, honestly, for me, like, it got to a point where I was, like, I'm not scared of heartbreak anymore because mm. I've had my heart broken so many times that mm. I've always, like, overcame it and I was always better afterwards. So to the point where I'm, like, okay, if this – I love this guy and he loves me and, like, we're being very honest with each other – and so, but it's also accepting like the ending of like someone passing or like yeah. a breaking up and just accepting like, I know either way I'll be okay. So it's just like, you just kind of just know. And I think like date fucking everyone and get your heart broken a million times. That is the best way to like yeah. know what the fuck to do. Cause also I feel like once you get your heart broken once, you realize how strong you are mm -hmm. and that you can keep going because that first heartbreak is it's the, the most it's, it's painful the worst one it's, it's gonna the be the most one. painful and yeah. it's just like you don't eat you don't leave your bed like it's horrible for months and months and then one day you wake up and you're like hmm, i'm a little better and the next day you're mm -hmm. a little better and then all of a sudden it's like you, you also grow up like looking back on the first guy that broke my heart i rem like i look back on it now and i'm like we wouldn't get along this bella and you yeah mm -hmm. i don't know him now but like I looking You're back, I'm like, I now. wasn't yeah. that I'm not the person that I was dating mm -hmm. when I was with him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think it's so interesting that like 
heartbreak, you can really see almost the change in yourself through heartbreak because you're mm -hmm. like, I'm not that person anymore. And then it gives you the strength to keep going because you're like, if I can go through that, which is like a really rough pain because in the way of like you either end or you die, a lot of the times when it ends, it is like a death because mm -hmm. you don't, I haven't spoken to that person since the day we exactly. broke up. Like yeah. that's like a death it is. and you yeah. get over it and then it gives you the strength to keep going. And I think it's so important to like allow yourself to be vulnerable and get your heart broken because I think it's the best learning lesson for a person. I agree. And it's like deeper than just like, oh my God, a boy or a girl, you know, broke my heart. It's, it's like you again going back to trauma and like our yeah. parents like our attachment styles like it, it's like it's how we we're raised it's how how we view love it's how we like just go about this earth of just like loving and relationships in general like so i think it's just like you learn more so about yourself mm -hmm. and like you know and i think i feel like i consider myself like a super self-aware and strong person now and it's because i like allowed myself to like date everyone and fuck who I wanted just like got my heart broken and made so many mistakes you know yeah. and so and I'm still like learning just now in a different type of phase but like yeah like I anyone who's like in their 20s and or, or like single I'm like fucking date and just just make so many mistakes when you learn you live and you learn you live and you learn for like I'm such a blunt person where if I don't like someone I'll just be like I, I'm over it I don't want to be with you anymore yeah. but like there and I then see people who like can are good at justifying behavior and letting stuff extend much longer than yeah. it probably should for your mental health. Yeah. For me, I, it seems so simple. Just like if you're not being treated right, why wouldn't you end it? Cause I, and I guess maybe I just didn't love the person. So that's probably yeah. the reason why, and they weren't a great person, but like, how do you know if you're justifying the like if the you're doing flags, a good thing like flags, if you're yeah. justifying the red flags and maybe like you're doing it and it is actually for a good reason yeah yeah like are Verse, you justifying or are you compromising kind right, of yeah. right because everyone's gonna have red flags like yeah. that's the reality is like you know no one's perfect we can't put so much expectations on people to just be like this perfect individual you know for you so I think when it becomes like you're just dealing with their red flags is when it's like negative to you mm -hmm. like where it's like damaging your mental health and your relationships you know sometimes people like isolate themselves from their friends or whatever and like I think if it really just is a negative thing that's when it's like oh you're just like you're making excuses for this person you know but for instance like my boyfriend when we first started talking like he was unemployed and anyone would be like why would you date someone who's unemployed? Like, what the hell? But it's like, I saw that he was fucking smart. He had, he already, you know, before this time being unemployed, like, he had a great career. Like, he's very passionate. Like, he's not a loser. Like, you know, we kind of <laughs> yeah. resort to, like, <laughs> like someone who's, like, yeah. who, like, doesn't have their shit together. And, like, people, it, honestly, people go up and down with their shit together. That's just the reality. I've been fired so many damn times. So, like, I know what it's like. But I... I saw past that because I knew, like, I saw the qualities that were like, oh, this is just, like, a point in his life. It's also, like, 2020, the pandemic, like, a lot of people were unemployed. So, like, this is just a point in his life where it's it's going to get better. It's just, right now, it's just tough. And it's just so, this is when I so happen to have met him. So, that's something that's, like, I think a red flag that I was willing to just pass. But if he was, like, unemployed and, and like. had no desire. And to no like, desire. Yeah. yeah. And was, like, a a scammer or you know whatever yeah. like just like didn't like was like lazy didn't have any ambition that's when it's like okay that's uh we need to like move on from that that's not something you want you know sometimes i really don't trust my own instincts and i and like mm. this is goes right into like the topic of early stages of dating and like flirting and all these yeah. things i don't i felt like a literal infant i was like i have Aww. no idea how to do this i don't know like what's appropriate, what's not appropriate. Like, am I choosing this person? And like, am I attracting the wrong people? Am I like allowing this to be okay because it feels safer for me? Like all these questions yeah. that like have come up so early in my life, which I think is a positive in a way of like later and down the line, I will probably have like a very kind of strict code of like what I'm looking for. But that right. also, it, there is a negative to that of like, on my end, there has to be so much control because I'm so afraid of what I... You have, like, an anxious attachment style. Yes. Beyond. Like, insecure, yeah. anxious. Like, it's oh, just constant. Way. And it's, like, relentless. And, like, God bless anybody who dates me for the first... <laughs> 
you know, five, six months of a real relationship because it's just like banging up against all of these things of not knowing how to be in a real relationship, yeah. you know? Yeah. No, I, I relate to that like a lot just because that was me. Like, I feel like I was in relationships with people. They didn't realize they're in a relationship with me too. I was <laughs> just like, why are they texting me back? It's like, oh yeah, they're not your fucking boyfriend. <laughs> like you just met him at a bar, like relax, you know? Relax. Like, I hate that feeling because I like relate, like my heart like hurt because it's like, you feel sometimes just like, why am I not worthy? Yeah. You yeah. know? And like, that's, it's just like your anxiety just talking to you and just telling you this, you know, and it probably stems from like childhood or whatever. And we don't have to get into that if you don't want to, but like it, it's a lot of just like those, I hate to sound like what it was like toxic positivity people, but like, it's just a lot of that work to kind of remind yourself of like the reality of things. I think when your mind just like starts getting to this delusion or this idea of what this person should be, like you have to like maybe write down like, what's actually happening, you yes. know, because I think our mind could just like easily drift off to this like fantasy world of what we want it to be when it's like not anywhere near that, you know? So I think just like trying to do like, I mean, journaling is a huge thing because I think just maybe just writing down like what's actually happening, happening. And like, honestly, for me, like this podcast is another great thing I think is really helpful. I feel like for me, just even saying out loud of just like what's happening and also what I want and, and having to like listen back to it and just like it's a reminder it's yeah. a reminder and it's also like you like notice things about yourself so I think in, in a way that's like okay yeah that is a little like delusional which there's nothing wrong with being delusional because I what think was that quote a lot of, I always say live delusionally <laughs> yeah you know? being like, delusional is fire it's we love fire it. yeah yeah but why not getting, it's exactly. not gonna harm anyone yeah maybe yeah, but, yourself but like, a little bit of yourself <laughs> but when it is hard like you know this was like dating just kind of like just reminding yourself or just like talking it out you know I think this podcast is a great way to like use it as like therapy I mean that's what's helped Bro -girl me therapy. Bro -girl therapy like that's what's such helped a me. fire concept by the way it's it's so <laughs> needed it is needed. it's truly needed. yeah like, even this like i know i'm gonna go home and feel better you know what i mean yeah when you just talk it out like it's the simple things of just like having a conversation with your friends or if you have a therapist you know for me like i have a therapist now but before i like i therapy was too expensive i couldn't afford it you know so it was like because therapy is a privilege you know yeah like, for sure it yeah. is so it's like i didn't have that privilege before so having the show was like a way to do it so but like, i will say for you like her attachment style is anxious and insecure 100 percent yeah but over the last even just year alone, you have worked so hard to make sure you're changing it that like actively every day, like, and you don't give yourself credit for this. You're practicing the change. Mm -hmm. and you also have to remind yourself that it's not you, overnight. you are doing it. It's just going to take time because it's 23 years of one way that you're now trying to like rewire your brain mm -hmm. to do it a different way, but you're still working to do it. And yeah. I think that's important to remind yourself of that because like you get down on yourself because you're like, it doesn't happen overnight. So then it feels like, why am I even doing this? It's not going to change, but like it will change. It just yeah. takes time. I think it's oh, yeah. like to that point, it's it's honestly like a shame thing of letting people watch me go through that, if that makes sense. Like I obviously I know you love me and we have us like between Bella and I, we have a secure attachment because mm. you can build those things with trust and history and time. Yeah. But it's like I feel bad. I'm like. I don't want to put this on other people. I don't want to have to have these people who are close to me, like watch me like work through my attachment stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, so then yeah. it becomes a thing where like, I want to take it on, on my own and then not ask for help. And then I end up, it ends up coming out in like a really, really unhealthy way. And then I'm like, this is why I need to speak to people about it. But then I'm like, where's the line between like overindulgence and like, just letting it be and letting go of everything at once, you know? Yeah. So it's just tricky. Yeah. I mean, for me, I just, I didn't give a shit. I probably overindulged my friends <laughs> and my listeners so much because it made me feel good. And I think that like through that, you realize who your real friends are because I've lost a lot of friends along the way because they weren't the people that like, I felt like I, well, you know, there's like those party friends and you just know like, okay, they're not someone I talk like my deep feelings to, but then with time, like the real friends and the real people in your life, your family are like, they're not going to really care as much as your anxiety is telling you that they care, you know? And if it's like overindulging, like I'm sure they'll communicate with you or whatever, but most of the time it's like never, like oh. I'm sure I was like, it's fine. Like, let's sit here. Let's kiki. Let's, 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 let's talk through it. You know what I mean? And so it's like, 
Yeah, God bless her for that. Yeah, really. and like I found honestly because I was like a hot mess and like couldn't afford therapy, like. I found my real friends because they were the ones where it never felt like it was too much. Honestly, though, like grass is always greener, but like your ability to accept is something that I like respect a lot. You know what I mean? Like, like the theme of like accepting that it's going to end or somebody's going to die, like all of those things. Acceptance is like such a powerful thing because it, it like is giving up control. Acceptance is like the opposite of control. Yeah. 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 Because I know what it's like to want to control the situation, control when he texts you, control when you guys hang out, control like when your career is going to take off or control. And it's just like, like I've learned it, it, things when I started to see that things unraveled organically, you know, in relationships, you know, uh, career, whatever it is, like just life in general, was when I realized, oh, okay, it was meant to be this way and not the way that I wanted it to plan to be. So I just like allowed things to just happen and just like accept it. Yeah, it, it takes work, but it's really just like every day I've told myself, this is something I thought you can only control yourself mm-hmm. and you can only control how you respond, how you respond to certain things. I think that completely, we didn't even really say a question at the top of the podcast, but I think that answers whatever question we were trying to get to about like, yeah. early stages of things is like i think the the less you control the more opportunity you're allowing yourself to like have anything yeah 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 because think about it like let's say you do date this person and it ends up being the person you end up with but in the beginning you're so anxious you're like oh my god like do they like me da, 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 da. and you're like so caught up in your anxiety and then later on when you guys are better and you're more secure you look back you're like why like i wish i we wasn't yeah. yeah like i wish i was more present and not like is this person gonna text me back you know what i mean like i think it like kind of robs you of the experience totally so i think just trying to remind yourself to be like it could end it's gonna end somehow but we don't know but they're here now so let's see what kind of like chapter they are in your book, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. like, what is this character play in your life? You yeah. Know? It's also the what is it like paradox of choice where there's like Ugh. so many options that it is a little terrifying today because you're like, well, what if you're seeing someone you're not you don't have the label, you're not exclusive yet. And they're swiping on Tinder or, or Raya right, or right. whatever the dating apps are and they're. They match the with someone like that. They're allowed terrifying. to do that, which is so quick. fucking scary. Yeah. Like, pre social media, even Instagram, you can just slide into someone's DMs. Ugh. But like pre that, they'd have to go out to a bar. They'd have to impress someone. Right. Then that person would have to give them the number. Like that, at least that was like, if you could do There's that, effort, then yeah. at least power to you. But right. also it, you're. They've just made it too. But easy. it's too easy now it's to sit easy. on your couch and watch Netflix and just scroll through a phone. Be like, oh, I want to have a conversation with this person tonight. Like that's wild to me wild yeah i think it's like it all stems from like ego mm. it, like you you want to be <sighs> sorry are we going there <laughs> I guess we're just going like there. my brain in. broke <laughs> yeah, my brain <laughs> broke yeah i, I mean it, it it does it really comes from ego like you want to be like the only person you know and like again it's um and i've been there too i hated the idea of just like wait how many other people are you dating you know like the mystery of it all and like going on their instagram and seeing like who's look liking their shit or like commenting you know it's just like a a whole fucking cycle (laughs) i just got traumatized but like (laughs) but it really says ego because you don't want another person getting that attention you want that you know and it's just like it hurts your kind of like self-esteem and everything and again it's like it's not personal you know like none of it is is as personal as we like we take it it's just like they're the other person's also navigating through it too and like i think slow love is like the best way to do it like it it really should just start off as like just just building and just just being in each phase together and even if that means like you're dating other people you know going back to acceptance you also have to accept that we're all human beings and we're not going to just be attracted to one person. We're going to like find attraction towards other people. Your partner is going to find attraction towards other people, but these other people aren't you, you know? And so if this person really likes you for you, those other people don't matter. Yeah. Wow. That is words of wisdom. I've bars. I've been out in the streets. <laughs> I was on dating apps since 2012. No really. way. Yeah. Well, I'm not dating apps anymore, but yeah. 
Words of wisdom, by the way, translates to wow if you abbreviate it. Oh, wow. 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 So maybe... The, uh, that, the name of the episode, wow. wow. That's what I think. Yep. <laughs> wow. I wish that wow. we could somehow put that what, into w- a nickname. Da- yeah, yeah, wow. But aren't you, I think you're Steph Dog Millionaire. Oh, yeah, you're Steph Dog Millionaire. I Is called that you my that name? before you Steph came. Steph Dog Millionaire? Yeah. <gasps> DeBail. Steph Dog. DeBail. Millionaire. Millionaire. Steph Dog Millionaire. Steph Dog Millionaire. Millionaire. I love that name. But yeah, I just think like, going back just enjoy the present even if you you feel like you don't know what the fuck you're doing you're a musical theater actor this is like the point in the story where you're like your character is finding themselves you know like i feel like though i have like too i listen too much to music like the lyrics become real for me and is that a real thing because yeah i I feel like When Lemonade came out with Beyonce, I, I think I convinced myself that the dude I was dating was cheating on me. I really, because <laughs> a girl, I, yeah, I know it's. I don't know. Can Talking I hear that digital. story? <laughs> like, okay, well, I mean, he could, probably was. Who even knows? But like, he would lie about his like social media. I've like never fully admitted mean? this. Um, well, he he said he didn't have like Instagram. Granted, this is the beginning stages of dating. This is the first few months, you know. And he like lied about his like Instagram, and then of course you don't lie to a woman about, about social media. About social you media. don't no, no, no. Like who the fuck are you, sir? Like <laughs> you obviously don't know who you're dating. So I found it, of course, and <laughs> added him on my Finsta, Miss Chica Chica. She doesn't even exist anymore. And fucking Daisy Martinez those. added him. <laughs> And so, and he added her back. And so I saw <gasps> that. Daisy Mard- oh, just a random. <laughs> my Finster. <Yeah>. Oh. <laughs> she doesn't exist anymore. Miss Chica so Chica. Miss Chica Chica. <laughs> Daisy Martinez. Uh, <laughs> she doesn't exist anymore, so I could say that a lot. Oh. So, I, so I pulled up. <laughs> um, and I was like, oh, no, no, sorry. So I saw on, you know, the Instagram when I added him that like a girl commented saying that he like looked good or something like that. <gasps> I forgot what exactly the term was, but it just seemed like you shady. And again, I'm listening to lemonade. lemonade. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, you know, another woman telling my man, and he lied about his Instagram. Like, yeah, it's over. Cheated. Strike one. Done. Yeah. We're like, we're, we're going to blast this album and relate. Yes. So uh, I like pulled up with an attitude <laughs> And I was like, do you know who Daisy Martinez is? <laughs> and he's like, no, I don't know who Daisy Martinez is. And I was like, well, it's fake Instagram that I added you on. And I saw that this girl commented and he like looked at me like I had lost my fucking mind. <laughs> I like, hate that look, though. I know that yeah, look. It's like, like this doe-eyed look like. Where did you just did this to yourself? But I'm actually the person who did something fucked up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's the worst. Okay, yeah, he lied about it, but then yeah. you could have gaslight I mean, gatekeep. Looking back, I'm like, it could have been a comment that was just like, and it could have been anything. Like yeah. it really, you know, it was just the catalyst. Yeah, it was just yeah. the catalyst. Whatever. And but so, the lying about the Instagram, shady. It's shady. So there's shady. still shadiness from there. So I still related to the album, which is yes. fire. I went to the show; it was the best. So it's fine. Like he gave me a reason to love the album even more. Um. <laughs> And so, like, I don't know, I realized that I looked crazy, but I also, another toxic trait of mine is I want them to fucking chase me. <laughs> so I'm going to feel that. Yes. <laughs> I can relate. Yes. Like, you are just giving them their shit. Just like, I can't believe you do that. And you're just like, I'm done. <laughs> you just, like, run out. And you, and it, like, you did chase me, you know, but it, it wasn't enough. Because I was just like, oh, no, I'm going. Yeah. I was like, I'm going. And then. Was enough. I, it was another test. I was like, I need you to keep chasing me. And he didn't. I hate so that. I was even more pissed. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, like a few, like a few months ago, I'll say, like I got in like a little tiff and I was like, you know, mad about something. And like, he was like trying to touch me. And I'm like, don't fucking touch me. And then we're like sitting in the car silently for like two minutes. And I'm like, so you're not, you're not going to talk to me. <laughs> so you're not, you have nothing to say then. And he's like, wait, like, do you want me to talk? Do you not want me to talk? And I'm like, no but yes no but yes and then i'm like i also do this thing where i accidentally like take on characters that i'm like playing in scenes 
it's bad. I I'm do like that. accidentally meth and act. Stop. And I'm doing Angels in America right now, which is like You're such a theater kid. I'm I such a it. fucking pick me theater bitch. And Okay, first off, no, she said you're not a pick me because I agreed with oh, her. Right. Ooh, you listened. I did. I did my research. And like, yeah, no, it's the girl it's the people who make fun of the theater, theater kids yeah. because theater kids know themselves they're like i love exactly. this yeah i'm gonna be me and like the people who are making fun of them don't know themselves and they are just like want to look cool so they put down other people to yeah, make them look true. good so you're not a pick me oh i feel even just saying the name angels in america like on a mic feels so pick me but like <laughs> it's actually a great play but i'm doing the scene where like she's confronting we're doing like confrontations right oh now my God. and like there's one line that's like no yes no yes get away from me whatever and i'm like oh why did God. i do that in my life i'm like fuck i always am just like quoting lines from my scene oh my god no, this how is, did he react this is a five star review standing ovation yeah i mean he's like yeah, damn great performance that he's like damn you're good you he's like why do i love you even more and i'm like well i am perfect <laughs> I am a like, he's like also such a theater kid that he knew like what the next line was, so he responded and like like yeah, imagine you guys are in epic. a fight, but it's like scripted. Yeah, that would be so <laughs> fire. That would be the most I, fire. Yeah. <laughs> Jamie, in a nutshell, is we were having this conversation a couple of days ago. Like, if Jamie gets in a confrontation, she'll just like ignore. <laughs> For like five minutes. I will stonewall the shit out of them. I and, will just but like. But then she'll like ignore and like in her head, she'll be like, yeah, that taught him a lesson. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, Why I fucking. Why like this? I, I won that point. Like point one me, point zero to that loser. And I was saying to Jamie. All from just like a silence. Literally a moment of just silence. like, he's like, you know, what do you want for breakfast? And I'm like, he knows. <laughs> like, he gets he knows. it. <laughs> he knows that I better have a sandwich with eggs and extra crispy <laughs> bacon or he's done. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god we've all been there but that's like has to stop you know yeah, like, like, actually kind of like can, like it's <laughs> just girly things but like has to stop just, yeah just hashtag just girly things are you ready for the last question i'm ready let's do it what was the last thing you ordered on amazon holy shit what it was the last thing i ordered i order from amazon so much Same. like it's not like healthy <laughs> like everything like i got fake balenciaga sunglasses on it was like that's how much i because <laughs> i'm not gonna support you know yeah yeah so i'm gonna get an yeah no lie dua lipa and sean paul great song no lie yeah i mean it doesn't even say balenciaga it doesn't even say any brand but it I'm just, just like, looks like it them? just looks like it but um hell yeah i'm just like whatever scam the scammers exactly i'm like <laughs> it's fine i'll get it i won't get it from let i'll get it from amazon another yeah. controversial company <laughs> Oh man. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on. What a joy. We'll, we would love to have you back anytime you want to come back. Yeah. Anytime. Um, come on, the pod. come on, Brooklyn Therapy. We would love Hell to. Yeah. yeah. Any oh day, God. anytime, we'll be there. <laughs> we'll the cry pump. some more. Yeah. No, we'll cr actually cry. We didn't make you cry this time. I Perfect. Know. It's always a We'll get her there. Time. Yeah. <laughs> we just start yelling at her. She'll <laughs> eventually break. Oh, I have major sound trauma. <laughs> Do you? So like if if oh, men metal, yell, if it? you just play a sound of men oh, yelling, I'll oh just shit. start bawling. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. I get that. Or I mean, if you play music <laughs> in harmony. Yeah. She'll lose it. Yeah. What? Or like lacrimosa. Like I will just <laughs> lose my, like I'll pee and cry at the same time. I'm like a dog. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Then we'll make sure that that gets done for you. Just the intro with like show. lacrimosa. We know, we know now. Um, I love that. I know. This was so worth it to drive all the way from the Bay oh, to hang out with you guys. You. This is fun. We feel special. So. Welcome back to our favorite segment of the episode. Although I really liked the main segment, so they're starting to grow on me a little bit. So I'm just feeling like I don't know how much longer I'm going to be calling this my favorite segment. But for now, my favorite segment of the show. Hit it. Surprise, motherfucker. This week, as you guys know, the drill goes. Lauren, our producer, sends us something to watch, read, listen to, whatever it may be. And this week... She had us watch the second season of Sex Lives of College Girls on HBO Max Max. So, Jamie, as as avid season one watchers, after watching season two, tell me, what do you think? Listen, huge Mindy Kaling person. Yep. Huge. No doubt about it. Never have I ever. One of the best shows I've ever seen on television. Mm -hmm. Genuinely 
I stand. I I stand with her. Yeah, I'm with her. Mm-hmm. Big fan of the dynamics that she creates with characters. Yep. Even in this show, mm-hmm. even in these seasons, I think it's all there. You know yep. what I'm saying? Big fan of Timmy Chalam- Chalamet's sister, Pauline. Goat. 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 Every level, goated. Also, I think every single one of the girls she casted are extremely talented. Also I have to, talented. Like, genuinely. I believe everything. Every word they say, I'm like, yes. Yes, Queen. You are talking. You are speaking my language. Yeah. And I think they do a really good job of incorporating, you know, terminology and current events and all of these things like Mindy Kaling. She truly is a genius. I I will name her a genius in a very undramatic way. I I second it. Had a bit of a hard time with the finale. Mm -hmm. I just think, and this happens with a lot of TV shows because you, you build it all up, you do it all, you know, and the finale, if it's not what you were expecting it to be to the note, Mm -hmm. it just kind of falls a little short. You know, I get that there's also like logistical things they have to do if they want to upkeep the show. They got to like leave you on a cliffhanger. They got to set up all these dynamics. So like if they're deciding to want to get picked up for another season, they do have to kind of leave a bunch of loose ends. But I think that they just tried to tie everything together in such a short amount of time. I also think that the episodes are a little bit short, which I do wish they were longer. I agree with that. I think I think that it's a good enough show where they could do Cause I get what they're doing. It's like a sitcom esque multicam show. So it's like that, that layout is typically a 30 minute TV show. But I think with the content they're working with, they could dive so much deeper into what they are talking about that they could go for an hour and the audience would be just as engaged. Like I think all the viewers would be down for more of those girls. Yeah. I also like for a spoiler, I get, I get, the mixing, like, you know, creating the conflict between the two girls it had to happen at some point. Yeah. I don't love that it was over a guy. I don't love it. Yeah. I just felt like, mm, can we stray away from that a little bit? But at the same time, there's not much else that... But has, also with college, that, that is happen. always kind of the catalyst of friendships being ruined because you don't know someone for that long. So it's like, you feel like... I don't know. I think in college, it's like everyone's trying things out and experimenting. So you don't realize like the level in which you're going to hurt someone because you don't think really past yourself because I think most college students are inherently selfish. I agree with you. But I think the one issue I had with it was just the first episode because I they were diving back into but that's why I wish it was an hour long because of the way they were diving back into it it just felt so snappy like every time you'd blink we'd be onto a new scene and I just wanted like a little bit more from each of them in the first episode like a little bit just longer of conversations by the way and like correct me if I'm wrong I feel like that's why a show like White Lotus does so well is because they like allow burn. time they mm-hmm. allow time for character building they allow time and space for people to react to each other and really like build with each other. And like, I was watching the other night, um, the movie heat Mm. and I was having a conversation with someone and he was like, do you prefer like old stuff or new stuff? And I was like, truly old. And he was like, why? And I was like, genuinely not to sound pretentious, but like, I actually need the time and space in the scenes. I need to like get with it, get invested get excited, get connected. And like with shows like these, and like, I guess that's how like sitcoms a lot of the time are, you know, you blink and it's a new scene and it's a new storyline, but it's like societally because we can't keep up because of our attention spans. It's like, this is that timing is necessary for people. And probably not a lot of people have the same like complaint that we do about how fast the scenes are going because that's how people's brains work now. And the way you talked about White Lotus and Heat, for example, like those are well-written shows and movies and Mindy Kaling is phenomenal. So she could, you know, like she has, she has that in her. She could do it. So it's... But even Never Have I Ever, like I'm never complaining about how fast those scenes go. It's just not as many storylines yeah, to get through. Yeah, it's not four storylines to tie together. That's why, because really you're watching just that, that one. It's That's a really big task. It to is To try a and follow task. four girls' lives and not mess something up along the way. It's like you're asking somebody essentially to do the impossible. Yeah, it's really hard to do that. And I think also, I mean, Kimberly is my favorite character. I think For she's sure. so funny. And I thought 
What was funny, which kind of ties into this episode, is like the casual dating and her with the guy and them really not knowing what they are. And like there was one episode where he comes and he says hi to her and he kisses her and he walks away and everyone's like, oh, you guys are like that now. And she's like, oh, I didn't actually know we were like that. And I feel like there's a lot of tiny things within the show that are so real and they're just like small realistic yeah, things or nuances when, are really yeah good. and they like tell her she only dates pretty guys they're like oh you're a girl who only dates pretty guys she's like what no and she's like oh maybe i am anyway i just think i just think all the characters are very cool i'm very much in agreement all right that was surprise mother get into it watch sex lives of college girls if you haven't it's a great show overall hot takes hot take tamar kafifi is dope tamar kafifi was the magician that we saw last night and I think it might be Kafif, but Kafifi just feels right. Kafifi? Yeah. Hot take. I, I'm i having a bad week. And that's it. Hot take. It's hot to have a bad week. Hot take. It is hot to have a bad week. I'm allowed. You're allowed, girl. Am I allowed? You're allowed to have a bad week. Okay, thank you. I got you. Okay, bye. Please rate, like, and subscribe on Apple and Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nail Polish Sisters is hosted and produced by Jamie Belushi and Bella Giannulli. Produced by Lauren Boone. Edited by Jordan Fair. Original music by Joey Cars. The, the Nail, Nail Polish, Polish Sisters, Sisters is a Gulfstream Studios production. And if you've made it this far, 100 points. <laughs> <laughs>